What do you do for a living? Oh, I'm a freelance audio documentarian. Mm. Awesome. Like, like podcasts and stuff? Oh, please. Podcasts are verbal narcissism for ugly journalists. This isn't just a matter of what data was given to these so-called journalists before us now. There are many legitimate questions about where Musk got the financing to buy Twitter. This is Plausibly Live. Well, good morning, good evening, or good afternoon, wherever you are, whatever you do. A lot of things happening in the world today. Most of them are far beyond our control, you might say. So perhaps it's time we took a pause and thought about life and thought about the laws of gravity, how my mind works, some thoughts on journalism, politics, and or the news. Don't touch that dial. Just try to hear me out for a little while. This is a little, little bit unusual episode today. You're going to be invited, I guess, is the best way to put it, into my brain and how my thought processes tend to work sometimes. Um, I wish I could tell you that it's really bizarre. It's not, but there is a way that I do things when I come up with an idea, a thought, something that I say to myself, hey, that'd be good to talk about. It's, it, it goes into my head, and I start thinking about it. And I start considering things, and I start looking at stories, I start looking at events, I start looking at processes. And it usually percolates in my head for at least a couple of days, if not longer, before it becomes a completed idea. And I sit down in front of my computer, and I write out the, the outline for a show. I do outlines. I don't do verbatim shows. And if you're wondering how detailed my outlines are, just ask Bill Mick. Uh, he can tell you how detailed my outlines can be. That's normally how I would take a thought like the one I have today. And I would begin to turn it into something that I can discuss here. This week, however, things are a little fouled up. Next Saturday, I will be having the long-awaited surgery on my face and mouth and teeth, and I'm unclear how long I will be out. I don't know. I Theoretically, it could be as little as a couple of days. More likely is that it's a couple of weeks, and on the other end of the spectrum, it could be months. It could be a couple of months. It could be long time. Part of this process is a bone graft that takes three to six months to heal. And I don't know what the impact of that is. It could be that my I'll be able to talk, but my voice won't sound normal. And that would drive me up a wall. So because this is coming next Saturday at seven in the morning, I'm kind of rushing an idea here that I have in my head, and I thought, maybe I'll just share with you the process that I go through, and when we get to the end, this is not a completed thought. I have not made my conclusion yet, but maybe you hear something that will jog in your head and go, Dave, it's that, and if you do, I'd love to hear about it, because this is something that it's bothering me, 
But at the same time, I'm not sure. And it's still kind of in my head as, is there something to this or not? And what are we talking about? All right, so let's get to the idea. There were three things that happened last week that kind of circulated each other and caused me to start thinking in these terms. What were those three things? Here in Washington State, a reporter was turned away from a press conference being held because he was, quote, not credentialed, unquote. Now, it turned out that he had been invited to the press conference, but that didn't matter because once he got there, in a very public display, he was ejected from the press conference because he was not from credentialed media. This caused a great storm of discussion up here, as well as in other places around the country. What, why do you have to be a credentialed journalist to go to a press conference? When did that start? If you've ever been to a press conference, and I have, you'll know what I'm talking about. This, it, it seems absurd, but this happened. The second thing that happened was several people were talking about this same subject, including my buddy Bill, Mick, was talking about the fact that doing what we do, we don't really have time to be investigative reporters. We don't really have the time to to go into things in the depth sometimes that maybe we would like to. There are a lot of things I would like to spend time researching on, but there's a functional trade-off. How far do you research this before you can talk about it? And if you make the argument that you have to research it fully, you're never going to get done. Someone said this week, but... But unbiased research is great. Well, there's no such thing as unbiased research. That doesn't exist. We all start out with a, an idea, a hypothesis, a thought, and we're trying to prove or disprove that. And that's what the research is about. But time is an issue. You don't have time to do these things and necessarily do the things that you're actually getting in the words of Florida, compensated to do. And remember that not all compensation is money. The third thing that happened was there was a hearing in Washington, D.C. before the Select, Sub Select Subcommittee on the Weaponization of the Federal Government. I don't know who made the title. I don't, I don't care. But one of the ranking members of that committee, the Select Subcommittee on the Weaponization of the Federal Government, there's a gal by the name of Stacy Plaskett. And she, it's the person you heard at the beginning of the show, referring to the Twitter files, folks, Matt Bibby to Libby and Michael Shermer, who is, for those of you who don't know who Michael Shermer is, um, he's the guy that runs Skeptic Magazine, which by definition makes him a journalist. Right? And it's one of my favorite magazines. His podcast, I love the content of his podcast. I find it generally unlistenable because of some technical issues. But as a general rule of thumb, I really enjoy it. I've taken some courses from him, so forth and so on. At any rate, Stacy Plaskett 
referred to them as, quote, so-called journalists, unquote. Those were her words, not mine. Now, these three things happening together formed a genesis of an idea in my head. And as I said before, this idea is not yet complete. I'm sharing it with you because I'm out of time. I, I have today, I have tomorrow, which is, of course, Dave Does History. I'll have the Wednesday show. Thursday, I'm trying to get to Constitution Thursday, uh, Brutus 5 and 6. And, and I'll tell you right now, I'm having trouble with that because it's fascinating to me, but I'm listening to some of this discussion of Brutus that I've had already, and it's boring. And so I'm struggling with that. And then Friday, I don't even know if I'm going to have time to do a show. And then Saturday is a surgery. So I've got to get this out now. This genesis of an idea is taking these three things together and asking some questions. Okay. Is it coincidence that these three things are happening? Or is it something more? Now, I'm leaning into coincidence, but coincidences can be taken advantage of. Something happens, you go, oh, this is good, then, then I can do this, you know? Taking these three things together, I started writing down questions, starting with the credentialing of journalists. Who's, who provides the credentials? You ever ask yourself that? Now, I happen to know the answer. Normally, the media outlet, the newspaper, the TV station, the radio station, the magazine, provides the media credentials. That's usually all you have to say. Hi, I'm Dave Diamond with KFIV Radio. Oh, okay. I didn't even have to have a badge. I used to have a badge uh, from the Stockton Ports because they credentialed me as media, which was great because, you know, I'd cover on human interest stories on the Stockton Ports, and the best part about it was I could go to, you know, anywhere they were playing, Stockton, Modesto, San Jose, Lancaster, Visalia, and a few other places, and just show my media credentials and go right into the game. I didn't have to buy a ticket. It was fantastic. But there's no legal definition of who provides media credentials. It's usually the media outlet. So when we say we're not going to let non-credentialed media in, what are we really saying? Question mark, question mark. Newspapers at the same time are cutting staff. You know this, right? Newspapers are, are cut to the marrow with the staff. I mean, it's not cut to the bone. It's cut into the bone marrow. They're shedding staff left and right, which has resulted in a situation where many newspapers, if you read them closely, are basically filled with external reporting, AP stories, Associated Press, you know, this this other newspaper, uh, particularly in Gannett, is, is particularly for this because they own USA Today as well as all these other minor papers, and they just use stories from various papers to, to fill their paper. TV stations have reporters, but even they are cutting them, and so they end up using press release stories. But who provides the press release? Then you get into this question about time to investigate things. This is something that I discovered early on in a three-hour radio show. You got to have, I don't want to get too much inside stuff here, topic A, 
There are those in the business who feel that topic A should be the story for the entire three hours a day. I never felt that way. But, you know, topic A is, is and it's opinion show. So you don't really need to do research beyond whatever it is that forms your opinion. But you need to understand this about investigative reporting. Very few organizations have the ability to do this. They have the time to do this. Investigation takes time, which is what Bill was saying the other day. Investigation takes massive amounts of time. How much time does it take to go through a document from from government? I mean, have you ever seen any of these? Pages upon pages of drivel or boilerplate that might contain one sentence relevant to your investigation. Who has the time to do that? And I'm going to tell you something that you don't know or don't realize. Tucker Carlson doesn't have, he doesn't do his own research. He's getting ready to do a show. He's writing a script or helping to write a script. He's loading stuff. He's, he's doing, he's in makeup. He's, he doesn't have time to do research, at least not all of it. And the same is true of Sean Hannity, Glenn Beck, all the talking heads that you think are doing great investigative journalism. They're, they're not the ones doing it. They have staff. But what if they didn't? What if they did not have a staff who does the investigations, who does the research, and what do they talk about? Radio staffs have been cut so massively that even when I was there and I left in 2015, it's been eight years since I left. And even then, radio staffs were were very thin. Who's going to do all this investigation? Who has time to do it all? You following what I'm saying here? I hope you are. So if nobody in the media biz really has the time to do full research, who's doing it? Question mark. And if we don't allow those people who are doing the actual research into press conferences because they're not quote-unquote credentialed media, what information then gets released to the public or reported on? the press release that was written by whom? So you got a government press agent who writes a press release about what the government wants you to know about. Pick a story. I don't care what it is. Homelessness is in Seattle. And if you don't allow people in who are, by your definition, not media credentialed, so they are bloggers, radio people, video people, non-professional journalists, so-called journalists, as she said, and you don't allow them in to ask questions, the TV people aren't interested in asking questions. In fact, they're just there to get video. The radio people are just there to get some radio sound bites that they can play on the air. And you've got this press release that says this, 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 and this, that doesn't get questioned, that doesn't get investigated, because nobody has the time then to investigate the facts in this alleged press, the facts alleged in the press release. What then? And also keep in mind that press releases are not delivered under oath. Nobody stands up and says, I swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth, here's the press release. Nobody does that. Press releases are not delivered under oath, which means that there's no accountability for what's in them and subsequently what gets reported. I've been watching my local morning news lately, 
and I'm getting a sense of things that I'd never gotten before this week. And that is that these news stories that they read to me are press releases. They are, you know, obviously slightly edited for for television, but they're just press releases. Nobody from the news station actually went to the press conference or to the story and reported on it. So unless somebody gets killed or, you know, badly maimed or it's bad weather, they don't go out and look at it. So there's no accountability for these stories for their correctness or whatever, and we're cutting out people who might have time to actually do the investigation, right? You're not credentialed, you can't commit, even though we invited you. That was a huge hubbub last week. And all of this sort of coalesced in my mind and began to orbit around and started me down a line of thinking. Okay. This is not a complete thought yet. Again, I don't have time yet to, 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 to do that and still get to talk to you about it. But here's my thought. If the moves to cut journalistic staff and to essentially vilify non-credentialed journalists such as myself right now. Well, that's not true. I do have a media credential I forgot about. And at the same time, to vilify those who actually do manage to do some research, is this a move by the power elite to take advantage of the situation? In other words, what if the evisceration of news reporting is on purpose? What if the move to make news reporting basically reading government press releases to you from all levels of government, city, county, state, federal, is taking advantage of the economic situation that has led newspapers to cut things and not operate the way they used to, or TV stations, or radio stations, or magazines what if the intent what if what if this is on purpose taking advantage of the situation how would we even know for certain if it was see here's where the problem comes how can i test this hypothesis to either confirm it or to disprove it what would i look for what would i say to myself okay what would prove to you dave that this is the case i mean Okay, so my local news station just reads AP stories to me. So my local newspaper, which here in Kitsap County is a Gannett paper, and so it tends to run stories from all over the country. You know, there's very little. In fact, insofar as I'm aware, there's one local reporter at our newspaper, one. There are some part-time people who either freelance or whatever to cover, you know, to write the, the obligatory story about North Kitsap High School not winning the, the state championship. But but beyond that, there's one guy that, that goes around Bremerton and writes stories about Bremerton and, and the general area. But beyond that, there's not. So if our city government were embroiled in some sort of, city or county government were embroiled in some kind of nefarious scandal, who would look into it? How can I test that hypothesis? One way 
that I've come up with is to look for deliberate attacks on the First Amendment that would limit anybody from being able to do those things. So in other words, if I wanted to do investigative reporting and governments at any level took action to stop me from doing so, would that prove my idea? Or would it be evidence that supports my idea? What do I mean? Well, last week we talked a great deal, at great length, about Florida wanting to restrict the First Amendment by forcing bloggers to register if they were to comment on any aspect of the Florida state government, the governor, lieutenant governor, vice governor, ask governor, whatever they call them, or any member of the legislature, the courts, or something like that. And by the way, this was not an idea that was born in Florida, just so you understand. Last week's blowover in Florida was interesting, but it had happened before in Texas. A very strong Republican state had proposed very similar legislation. Here in Washington, we don't allow non-credentialed journalists into press conferences, which doesn't make any sense because I'm just going to read the press release later anyway, right? These attacks on modern journalism, bloggers, and this is one of the frustrations that everybody seems to have, is that, you know, it's the it's the 21st century. Now everybody's a journalist because we all have cameras, we all have microphones, we all have this, that, and the other. And somehow or another, that doesn't mean journalism. In some ways, I consider what I do to be journalism. In some ways, I don't. But in any case, if I call up a politician and say, Hi, I'm Dave from Plausibly Live, the Dave Bowman Show, and I want to ask you some questions. And the response is, you're not credentialed, therefore I don't have to respond to you. Does that make sense? And if Florida says they want to register my blog because I might say something about Ron DeSantis in my blog, and by the way, having read the law, having read the bill, it was very unclear as to whether or not that was the case or not. It never said bloggers in Florida. It just said bloggers. What if somebody in Michigan writes something about Ron DeSantis? Is that an attempt to control messaging? Is it a contempt to limit who can report facts? Now, I know that Ron DeSantis came out and said he was not in favor of this bill. And while on the surface of it, that may seem to quell the notion about this attack on the First Amendment, keep in mind that Mr. DeSantis held a press meeting himself, the purpose of which was to promote the idea of overturning the New York Times v. Sullivan, which was a a landmark court ruling in 1964 that basically um, said that you can have private you, journalism, journalists can have uh, seek, they don't have to reveal their sources. And oh, by the way, in order for a public figure to prove defamation, they have to prove 
they have to meet certain standards, one of which is they have to prove that the the person, reporter, newspaper, whatever, acted with malice and direct knowledge that, that what they were doing was harmful. So if I ask a question about DeSantis's financial whatever, and he sees that as defamation, and he gets his overturning of Sullivan, is that an attack on the First Amendment? Is that an attempt by Florida politicians, led by Ron DeSantis, to do that? Again, I go back to, I'm, I'm looking for ways to prove or disprove my theory here, my, my working hypothesis, that this whole thing with attacking information, journalism, discussions, is on purpose. There was this idea of silencing dissent, so-called journalists. Remember, the, go back to this woman at the very beginning of this thing. What was her name? Stacy Plaskett. Now, the thing to keep in mind about Stacy Plaskett is that she asked her question. She made her accusation. Matt Tibli, 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 whatever his name is, the guy from the Twitter files, and Michael Shermer, and she referred to them as so-called journalists because she did not like what they were reporting. Now, I'm going to tell you something that you don't know about Michael Shermer. He's a dyed-in-the-wool Democrat. He's a leftist. He's also someone who doesn't like a lot of BS. He's he's actually very good if you've ever listened to him or read his stuff, and I highly recommend it. He's not someone who is just promoting every crazy idea out there. He's not. He's a liberal. He's not a leftist. How's that? But he votes Democrat. Stacy Blaskett. Asks or accuses them of being so-called journalists, but who is Stacy Plaskett? You understand that she is not a congresswoman. She is not a member of Congress. What? She is a delegate to Congress from the United States Virgin Islands, a territory, and somehow or another has been named the ranking member of the select subcommittee on the weaponization of federal government. She can't vote in Congress, but somehow or another, she is in charge on the Democrat side of this select subcommittee on the weaponization of government and accuses people of being so-called journalists, which is all about silencing dissent. See, if someone that everybody thinks is a congressperson is sitting up front saying, oh, these are just so-called journalists, most people are going to look at that and go, well... She would know, right? She's in Congress, and they're just they're just on Twitter, because most people haven't even heard of Skeptic, Skeptic Magazine. Can't wait for next month's issue, by the way, because I'm sure Shermer's going to have a lot to say about this. That's all about silencing dissent. Oh, we don't have to hear those people. There's a line in Star Trek, as Dr. McCoy says when he's talking, the episode is on that planet where they're trying to, where the gal's pregnant, and he says, what the Klingon says is unimportant, and we do not hear his words. I just called him a liar, he says. That's what they're doing. By by attacking these people that she calls so-called journalists, who, by the way, are journalists, probably credentialed too, um, it's an attempt to silence dissent. This was followed up, of course, by the turtle, Mitch McConnell, going on television and saying that Carlson was wrong to issue, to to release the, the 
the January 6th tape. The Republican said that Carlson should not release this stuff. Is that an attempt to silence dissent as well? It's a public relations battle in so many ways. And if one side can convince the public, convince you, that so-called, quote-unquote, journalists are incorrect about whatever, whether... You notice that the attack that Mitch McConnell made wasn't even on the content of the material. None of the attacks have been about the content of the material. They've been about how subjective, subjectively dangerous this release is because it will convince people to come to the wrong conclusions. Many years ago, many years ago, 20... I'm thinking it was around 2012. Got invited to be on a panel of writers because I am a writer. And I went to this panel in Stockton, and there was a Stockton new Stockton Record reporter there who said this quote. I wish I'd have recorded it, but it's burned into my brain because I wrote it down in big letters. And it, we can write the headline so that the reader comes to the correct conclusion. If one side can convince the public that the other side, the so-called journalists, are incorrect, then you've you've essentially silenced the dissent. And if I can do that by labeling them, this is what politicians and civil servants call playing the man, not the ball. If I can attack the man, oh, he's just a so-called journalist. How could he possibly know? I'm in Congress. I'm a senator. I'm a credentialed journalist. And what I say carries more weight than that person. And if I can convince you of that, then I won the battle. And if what I say from this press release is valid, then there you go. This is why I'm so passionate about defending the freedom of press and speech. And when someone in leadership doesn't want to defend those two rights, it makes me wonder why they don't. Why are you saying so-called journalists? Allegedly, you took an oath to uphold and defend the Constitution of the United States. I'm assuming even delegates have to do that, even though you can't vote, which means that you should be supporting the First Amendment. You should be saying, okay, these people have brought us information, and rather than attacking them, maybe we should be investigating the information. And when they don't do that, it makes me wonder why. Why attack them? Why say so-called journalists? Why say credentialed media can't get in here? Why these constant cuts to news reporting organizations that have left them essentially neutered when it comes to the ability to really ask questions and investigate government? It's an incomplete thought. I, I told you that when I started this. It's, I, I haven't reached a conclusion. I'm not sure how to prove or disprove this whole idea. Is it possibly just a coincidence that all these things are happening? My gut says no. It's not a coincidence. What if it is? And even if it is just a coincidence, is it a destructive process? Is government at all levels, by destroying our concept of the media, by attacking the blogger, by attacking non-credentialed media, are they destroying the idea, the ability of the average citizen to actually get good information? Is it a destructive process to the freedom of speech and the freedom of press? 
I don't know. My gut says it is. But only time is going to tell me, and right now, I don't have the time. So what do you think? You can drop me an email, dave at the davebowmanshow.com. Send me a text, 209-565-DAVE. That's 209-565-3283. By the way, you can leave me a voicemail there, too. I, I know that the voicemail thing, the, 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 the automatic answering thing is bizarre. I haven't fixed it yet. Just ignore that and leave a voicemail. You can do it all. You can do that, too. But texts are fine. Emails are great. I'd like to know what you think. Are we on? Am I on the right track with this idea? Is this or is this an idea that, like so many others, hundreds, if not thousands of ideas that I've had, pan out into nothing and leave me, <laughs> leave me wondering? I don't know. What do you think? Five six five Dave two zero nine five six five Dave, or email Dave at the Dave Bowman Show. Com. Take the time right now. Tell the people that matter in your life you love them very much. You'd miss them if they weren't there. So don't pass up those opportunities. You don't want to have that regret. Plausibly Live, I'm Dave Bum. We'll see you tomorrow for Dave Does History on Bill Live. <laughs>